Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Readings and Ramblings. I am Janice Gentles-Jones, and I am here with my partner in crime. Yes, Shanna Vera. And uh, thank you once again for listening to us. Yeah, see, today you were my partner in crime. I don't know where that came from, but I just felt like Well, you after were all the pre-rambling we just did, I, I, I kind of get it. We've been a bit of a mess today. So. We have been. We have been. So Mostly me, but... Um, <laughs> But that's okay because um, we can relate as moms. <laughs> uh, do you want to share why you were a mess? Oh, yeah. So today's just been a lot, but we were having technical difficulties, which put me behind. And then I was like, oh, I don't have my quote. I don't remember how to upload podcasts. Oh, that's like, me. me. Literally too. just everything went out of my brain. But me too. I feel like I'm fried. I had to go food shopping with four of my little ones today, and we get to the store, and immediately they had to use the bathroom. Well, of course. And I wasn't in a store where you can use the bathroom, so we had to find another store to use the bathroom without having to load them back into the car because nobody wants to do car seat buckles that many times. And we finally get to the bathroom, and my newly potty trained three-year-old by accident peed on my leg in the supermarket <laughs> so i had to somehow clean myself up because as embarrassing as that is i was not gonna go back home until i had done my grocery shopping so i had to clean up decently in the supermarket bathroom so i came home feeling pretty spent <laughs> Well, listen, the fact that you were surrounded by four little boys, you know, if if you did give an odor of pee, you know, you they wouldn't look to you first. Yes, I was probably safe. <laughs> uh, they yeah. would not dare to think that it was the mom. I hope it's got to be one I of the boys. Not. Although they see us coming down the aisle and people just kind of part ways. They're like, get out of the way or get run over. <laughs> Well, listen, you survived, man. I, I mean, did. I think that's brave to I go did. out with all four. Like, what do you do? Are two, like, in the seat and when the other two are walking? Like, what are you doing with that? No. So they kind of hold on. They hold hands, like, on the cart. Like, they each just kind of put a hand on the cart and walk alongside oh, it. Okay. Um, which takes up quite a bit of the aisle, which is difficult. <laughs> but, um, yeah. and it then works. It works. And then the constant, like, no, I'll get the tomato sauce jar from the shelf you don't you oh, don't yeah. grab that you don't grab the glass bottle yeah we've had an egg incident in the supermarket before and so oh. there's certain items they're no longer allowed to assist in but you know it's so nice it's like they do want to assist you know you don't want to discourage that but then you you know you don't have to clean up and pay for stuff either. Yeah, so I kind of assign them each a job. One person holds my list, and one person will hand stuff, and then one person places it in the basket, and it's kind of an assembly line team. And as long as everybody feels like they're important and needed, they're usually yeah. okay. Okay. But there was quite a few outbursts of I'm hungry 
we actually had to eat granola bars in the store. <laughs> and one of my kids was like, are we allowed to do this? I'm like, well, technically we haven't paid for it yet, but yet. like we're going to. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a protocol. Do you go and you pay for that box first or and then eat uh, it? Or I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I did pay for it, but I was <laughs> like, do I, am I supposed to go online, pay for this? Go. I just wanted to get and my food shopping shop. done. Yeah, like, I'm like, I hope they no. all understand. <laughs> yes. They're like, I have four little ones and I do have the money to pay for it. So uh, thank you for understanding. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's walking through the but, store eating a granola but, bar. Like. But, but Shanna, if you go back and there's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know. We'll know what to do next time. <laughs> then you'll know that. Um, you prompted that sign. When I had one child, I was like more prepared. I used to bring snacks like in my purse for him. Be like, here, like yeah. a little Ziploc of whatever Cheerios and stuff. I don't know. I've gotten worse with each kid where I'm just like, we're just lucky Listen. to find shoes and jackets to make it out the door. I'm not packing a snack for four kids. No, like, I was like, no, uh, that's, that's so. got to go to the side. <laughs> but you made it. And we, you're here tonight. We have groceries and in the and house. <laughs> Give me for someone who got peed on. You're very happy right now. <laughs> this is true. It helps that they're all sweet, like sleeping, like little angels right now, and I have a nice hot cup of tea, so we're okay. Well, I don't have that much excitement for my day. <laughs> then that's a I blessing. Have none. But um, we are reading The Giver. We're finishing up The Giver. Um, did you ever read The Giver? I did not. Okay, I won't tell you the ending of okay. it, but we're almost finished. We're like one chapter away from finishing The Giver, which was a very interesting, interesting book. And the girls like The Giver, which I thought that was interesting, too. I wasn't sure if they would or they wouldn't, but they do actually like The Giver. What is it about? Um, it's about a community that is driven by, um, they have... They have one person who holds all the memories of the community, oh. but everyone else does not hold those memories. And there are very, and there are rules that are within that community that each person follows. And on the outside, it seems like a good thing. But when you really think about it, it is like, think about a world where you don't have any memories. You don't know what it's like to, to feel pain or to be hurt or to be loved or to yeah. to cry like you don't have those you don't have those problems right you know but it's also it also has its own problems by not having those memories so it's and kind not of robotic those types then. of feelings yeah almost right and it makes it it brings up the idea of you know actually it made me think about why god made us the way we did the way he did because we could have been, he could have made us ro robots and it mm -hmm. would be, you know, a perfect world where there is nothing but no feeling. Right. You know, like we do things without feelings. And we know that it. we were made in his image and he is so loving and yes. he has so many emotions and feelings. And so we absolutely, have to. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine a, a community where that's taken away. There's no color. Like you don't, there's no color um there's people who there's a set of group of people who have the babies there's a set of people who who can have like family family units are put together you can't just find uh, someone and fall in love yeah. you can't you don't just have you if you have a family unit you're given a baby uh -huh. like there's 
and then uh like you know you it's not like there's a man and a woman that love each other yeah and then they come together and make a family it's just okay you're assigned this man you're assigned this woman and you're assigned these kids but it's it's weird it's a very weird world yeah and you don't they you don't know what you don't know until you're outside of the world and the book is about Jonas Jonas is becoming the he's going to be the new receiver of of all these memories and it's his journey of of once real realizing that his world is not real like he's missing out on so much Oh, and it's uh, so interesting. It is very interesting. If you do get a chance to read it, um, it's it is a Newbery um, Awards book. Oh, okay. It's I think last year was its twenty fifth anniversary. Wow. Um, or twentieth anniversary, I think, because I have some kind of gold sealed on my version of the book. So it is a, and I've <clears throat> never actually I've heard about it, but I never read. I've it. never even heard of it. So I I heard about it vaguely but never thought to read it but I was like you know what I'll just try it out um and I did not like the ending oh my goodness I did not like the ending (laughs) but I realized that she wrote three other books but you when she wrote that book she ended it there like how she ended it and then so many of of the readers wrote to her and was like what happened what happened like there was no closure Uh, there was no i like closure yeah you know i need my closure yeah (laughs) so after being written to like um um she was written by so many people who asked what happened what happened what happened she finally wrote um a a book uh a follow-up to that book Okay. So, um, because the way how it ended, it was, I did not like it. And if I didn't read that epilogue that told me that she had another book. And I feel bad for the people who read it the first time. And they had to wait. And had to wait like years before she wrote another book. So, but anyway, we're almost finished with that book. And it's, it's been, it's been a good one. We're reading that and we're reading, um, the wanderings of Odysseus. Odysseus, I always say it wrong, and that's been interesting too. Hmm. It's been a fun year of reading. Like I get to read with you. I'm so excited to know what book you picked. But um, oh, wait till I tell you, I did not pick a book. I picked like five books, and I'm like, help me narrow it down because I oh, can't. Good, I can't wait. I, can't I was wait. really struggling. Okay, I was like, oh, I wanted oh. to read this. Oh, I've read this, but it's been years. I'd like to read it again. Like I just, oh. I was all over the place. So. You're going to have to help me narrow that down. As long as God gives me breath, <laughs> we will have time to read all five. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I love it. too hard. How do I pick one book? I know, I know. So That's actually, it reminded that. me of the book we're reading. At one point, the, they're moving and the father, who is like a poet, he has to pick um, three books. And he was like, oh, it's like that. That question you asked people, oh, if you were stuck on an island, what three books would you take? And, oh and uh, it definitely made me think, like, what three books would I take? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, one is, has to be the Bible. Like, the Bible's right. absolutely Right. So, the Bible. you the know- Bible. I do have a book of collection of Jane Austen stories. Does that count? Because it has, like, four stories in one I book. I would totally bring so that. So, that one's Jane- coming. Oh, that was coming. And I would have to, oh, my goodness, I would have to have Jane Eyre. I was telling my sister about Jane Eyre yeah. over the weekend, and she was like, oh, my goodness, I want to read that book. I'm like, you should, and listen to our podcast episode, too, <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, like, re- telling her that's so I it, 
I would have to have a collection. Um, it would have to be a book of collections. I, I mean, honestly, let's cheat. be honest. Jane Eyre inspired yeah. our podcast. Absolutely. We both started reading that book and was like, we should do a podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like that's where it all began. Oh my goodness! And I still, I still speak of her with affection. You would think she was my friend or something. Like, <laughs> oh, Shane, <laughs> Shane is like my hero. <laughs> but no, um, so I hope she does. I, I hope, I really hope she does. It's such a good read. We know that. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> but I would totally bring the Bible, of course, because the Bible has so many stories in it, so you right. can never go wrong. You could never run out uh, and of not just for the stories, but yeah. yes. <laughs> But, you know, if I needed to be somewhere where I can only pick three books, I probably definitely need my Bible. <laughs> Something yeah. has went awry. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that I can only have three books. Something has really gone wrong in my life or in the world. The world is apparently ending. <laughs> exactly. Grab my but, Bible. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Right. I mean, I need any other books after that. <laughs> But I, I like that idea. I totally would get a collection, like a book that has five yeah, stories in one yeah. or six in one. <laughs> um, maybe all of Charles Dickinson. Oh, yeah. That would be a huge book. Because that would be really, right? Cause yeah. Make you, and then uh, I guess my third book would be Jane Eyre. Like, where am I going without Jane Eyre? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? So what would yours? Bible, I know. Yeah, the Bible. <laughs> I would probably take my Jane Austen collection book because yeah. if I'm in a situation like that, I need some humor. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jane, maybe there'll be a Jane Austen collection. Yeah, I have one that has like four or five All of her, her books. No, but like four or five of her stories in one. As long as it had Pride and Prejudice, um, Sense and Sensibility. Emma, uh, what's the one? I think it has it also. And oh no! The and the one that we read North. No, what was the one? Um, Man Mansfield, Mansfield Park. Park. I don't think that one's Absolutely. in there. I think it had I Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility, Emma, and I'm trying to think what was the other one. I don't remember. I'll have to go look. Okay. But uh, yeah, I would, I would bring that one. Yeah, I would bring that one. And then I don't know. I really don't know what I would pick. Maybe just a blank notebook because then I could write. I don't know. I might need to kind of jot down some thoughts while I'm stuck wherever I'm stuck on this island. <laughs> That's what the sand is for. It's going to disappear. <laughs> then you'll live tomorrow to write it again. <laughs> Pick that third book. <laughs> and that w- it would be so hard. Like a final book. I don't know. I know. I do think I would do Charles Dickinson. But, but if I, I would, I... Uh, I don't know. It would be the Bible, Jane Eyre, and I guess Charles. I would have to choose between Charles Dickinson and Jane um, Austen. Yeah, that's hard. That is hard. Man, could we have four books? I'd like to chant. Be negotiating. Can we bring four? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe five? <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, that's something to think about. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So what did you what did you find any kind of quote this week that you found interesting? Yeah. So mine's actually from the Bible. And okay. it actually came up because um, in the women's Bible study, we've been going through first John. And then the boys came home with little Valentines from their Sunday school class. 
And it had the verse that we had read in First John. And I was just like, oh, I love that verse. And also, I just feel like it's not generally used on Valentine's cards. I always feel like John 3.16, you know, for God yeah. so loved the world. You see that all yes. the time. So the fact yes. that it was like I've been in First John and then I don't know. I just felt like, oh, how serendipitous. So anyway, um, I want to hear this. I one. thought I would uh, just read it. Actually, First John, Second John, and Third John are one of or three of my favorites. Not one of mine, but three of my favorites. Yeah, we're going They're short reads, but it's so powerful. It's, yes, you know, about love and loving your brother. Yes, you know, like if you don't love you, if you don't love your brother, then you don't know the love of God. And right. So, so yeah. let me read it. It's if okay, we so love one another. Oh, I'm sorry. This is 1 John 4, verse 12. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. Oh, I love that. That was 1 John. What was chapter was that? Uh, chapter 4, verse 12. Four. Oh, that's perfect, Shanna. Yeah, so if we love one another, then God abides in us, like... And we know that because his spirit he has given us. And I'm like, wow, that's true. Our, his spirit is in us. Yeah. You know, that that came up recently in something I was reading. Like, um, I think it is a scripture, but uh, but I don't know where. I know it's New Testament, but it, it was saying something like the only reason why we can say Jesus is risen is because of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, like. So you like you can kind of know that the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit, you would not be able to, to huh. even be able to say that Jesus is risen. Yeah. Um, so and, and what is saying here is that without the Holy Spirit, that we would not be able to love. Right. Is that is that's right? What you yeah. Just read? yeah. Yeah. Like how God loves. I always find it interesting when it talks about God's love and probably not for this podcast, but for a, a ramblings podcast, um, <laughs> you know, when people, um, non-Christians think about God and love, it's so different. They always, you know, sometimes, or even some Christians, they focus on God's love, but then God also, there's also God's wrath. Yeah. Like, you know, you have God's love, but well, if you read any of the prophets, that's, that's the entire thing. It talks about God's love for us. But, and then it talks about God's wrath for you. And it's over exactly. and over. I mean, all of the books of the prophets, it's like that. It's like God's love is so intense that honestly, we can't even understand it. But so is his wrath and exactly. anger. Like both of those are just concepts like outside of our human realm of understanding. Yeah. But to, but to ignore one is to, it's like you're focusing on the law, but not, or you're focusing on justice, but not the law, or you're focusing on the law, but not justice, you know, or you're focusing on mercy. Mercy is like mercy versus the law. And you're always focusing on the mercy, but there's the law also. Yeah. And I think, you know, focus it. It's yes, God is love. Um, and we love because he first loved us, but there's also his wrath and understanding that I think is important too, you know, because sometimes, you know, I've spoken to people, I've read where people are just like, you know, it's just all about, oh, well, if God is love, so, you know, you, you, you don't have to, he, it's, it's like they want to say that wrong is okay because God is love, but it's like, no, no, God has. No, he's a God of also justice. God, he's, he's a, a God, God of justice. justice. Yes. yes. 
and and that's where that's why we need Christ because yeah. because of Christ, you know that that justice has been. Otherwise, you know, he, his death would be meaningless, and yeah, and well, and he wouldn't need to die. And if there was then just we would all be more love love. we would be more just than God, which is not humanly possible. So Absolutely those things not. cannot exist. It's funny because. I'm going through Leviticus with the boys, and when I first got to Leviticus, I thought, I'm not going to read this book to them because it doesn't have any fun stories in it. You know, yeah. we've completed Exodus, so we got the whole story of Moses, and I was just like, eh, I think maybe I'll just skip to the end of Deuteronomy, Moses dies, and we'll move on to Joshua. Like, that was my original plan. But then when I thought about it, the book of Leviticus, and I may not do the whole book, but we've been going through yeah. the beginning of it. And it talks about constantly the unintentional sin, the sin yeah. offering and all of that. And I was just like, I think these are important topics, even if they're little, to understand that sometimes we don't intentionally sin, but it's still sinful. And if we do yeah. something that is not right, we need to confess it and we need to ask for forgiveness, even if it was yeah. an accident or a mistake. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes we're like, well, well, I didn't do that on purpose, you know, or yeah. you don't take responsibility. I know I don't. Yeah. There's times where I'm like, well, it wasn't like I did that on purpose. So, you know, I don't have yeah. to be responsible for it. It was an accident. Yeah. But yeah. no, we are called to be accountable for even those things. And, yeah. you know, I've just been talking to the boys, even like sometimes I, you know, you're convicted of sins that you don't realize you've been doing. I know for me, there's been times like you're reading your Bible, you hear a sermon and you're like, Oh, that's me. Like, you yeah. know, all of a sudden it's like a moment of clarity. Like, oh, I, I act that way or I do that or I've said that, you know, and yeah. your sin just becomes magnified to you. And you're like, I really need to repent of that. And so we were able to have those discussions, too. Like sometimes we don't realize what we're doing is wrong. But when yeah. somebody calls you out on it, maybe don't get angry or upset and actually think, is this an issue that I have? Is this something that, you know, I don't realize I do? And then decide yeah. from there what needs to be done. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Even, it, it's been good conversations about sin, which I think are important. <laughs> it is. It, it is because you. I think you can also see um, that God thinks that uh, – see God's view on sin. I mean, I mean, there's a whole book on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. meaning like Leviticus like yeah. goes through yeah. all of the different types. Of, I mean, you know, and offerings. The, the, the thing you hear over and over in Leviticus is be holy as I am yeah. holy. And that's like his yes. phrase throughout. Yes. And that's why when people are like, it's okay, God is love. Well, then why is he calling us to be holy? If exactly, if it's all just okay. So and it's not and and then but then it also it, it kind of makes me like when you think of when you read some of David's Psalms or some of just the Psalms in general, or even in the in the books of the prophet where, you know, it's like, God says, I'd rather your I'd rather your obedience. Oh, than that's in your First sacrifices. Samuel. Yes. First Samuel. And actually, and Joel, yep. and in the book of, because I'm um, writing something for the book of Joel from my church, and even in that, it, and he repeated it because that also came from Exodus, but it's like he'd rather your obedience and your righteousness and yeah. your sacrifice. So it's like there's a heart issue in that yep. too. Yeah. You know, like it's not it's, like, oh, I'll do it's not this like this. We just and do say this. Sorry right. later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He wants that. He wants your heart. Like, or have he you ever heard the all. phrase, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission? Yes. Yeah. Same yes. kind of concept yeah. where it's like, um, 
yeah, no. I'll just do it. And yeah. then I'll just go and be, you know, God is love and he'll forget. And it's like, well, you know, he'd really, he'd, he'd really rather that you didn't do yeah. it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, that was a good one. That was a good reminder of, um, of that. Uh, my quote is totally separate from it. It didn't come from the Bible. Actually, there was there was a couple of them, but I think I'm going to do the one from Macbeth because uh, we're reading. That's our Shakespeare reading for oh, I like uh, this term. You know, I have not read it in its entirety. Like I know the story, but I've never okay. actually read it. I had um, to read it for an English literature class I took. That's the, probably the only reason I read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those books that I totally can see why you would read it again. Because, you know, like the, I think with any book, the first time you're reading a book, is like you're trying to just get through to see what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah. And so like the next time you read it, it you kind of want to slow down and you pick up one stuff. But anyway... This is when this is when um, Macbeth has just killed King Duncan. Okay. And actually, we should do a Shakespeare book. Lady Macbeth, she is a piece of work. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, this is after he comes in, and she's like, you know, did you do it? You mm -hmm. know, and he's like, and he's like, he says, and this is him speaking of the two soldiers because remember she got the soldiers drunk so that. Um, that they, when they woke up, they would think that they murdered the king. Right. So she, he was like, one cried, God bless you, and amen the other. And as they had seen me with these hangman hands, listening their, listing their fears, I could not say amen when they, when they did say, God bless you. And like he said, he said, but whenceforth, I could not, he says, could not I pronounce amen? I had the most need of blessing and amen stuck in my throat hmm. and it's like he knew like Such what guilt. he did yeah. yes and he's like and it's like he heard them say it but he just yeah. you know could not even form the words amen like oh my goodness I thought that was interesting and you know Lady Macbeth she was like oh consider it not so deeply yeah <laughs> like, yeah yep. okay <laughs> and he was like what he says but whenceforth could I not pronounce amen? I had the most need of blessing and amen stuck in my throat. And I said, oh, that that felt like uh, yeah, that guilty conscience. Yeah. You know, like I can't even come. Um, I can't even say anything. And his guilty God. conscience ends up being like the death of him. Right. Yes. If I correctly. Yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I, I believe it does. And her, too, actually. It, it, I think if I if I recall. Oh, right. She has like nightmares. Yes, like, yeah. the, and he actually said that he was like, "There's no sleep after this." I in my head, I'm hearing that I'm hearing the words "no sleep for you," you know, yeah. that because you took away innocent sleep and you'll never have any sleep. Yeah. And it's like it shows you, um, you know, just how much the conscience, like, we, you know, um, we got the to Bible see that has, in the Scarlet Letter where it was like the conscience was doing it was like eating away at yes. Uh, um, Mr. Dimsdale. Not Dimsdale. Dimsdale. Yes, Dimsdale. Dimsdale. Yeah. <laughs> You're sad. <laughs> what was that guy's the, name? the pastor in yes. the book. <laughs> yeah. Or even in Crime and Punishment, same concept yeah. where it's like that guilt that just that guilt, yeah. like the, like God has written something on our heart that yeah. you just can't do this and you be okay and feel with nothing, it. There, right? And feel nothing. No, yeah. you can't. Your conscience goodness, eats away with really. you. Thank goodness. Yeah, but it to me it it just reinforces that 
there is that moral that we are that moralness the things that we take for granted that's wired in our dna yeah. you know like people may put parameters around killing but it's but they put parameters around it meaning like it's just not oh we're not going to just live in a world where we just go kill each other right. you know it's usually there's a parameter put around what kind of killing is acceptable but even that to that you put a parameter to say that there is something there's some type of taking of another life that's mm-hmm. not okay mm-hmm. you know why is it not okay yeah you know if there is no god why would it why would it not be okay right you know but something about how we're wired that that is not okay so anyway i thought that was interesting to have. he's like i can't even say amen i just can't um and i do see i don't know if you would say that like when we if we talk about when we talk about um a thousand splendid sun like do you think about um oh my goodness why am i drawing a blank um her father what's her name jalil jalil no not yes jalil yeah no no don't don't okay no are you whose father (laughs) miriam's father miriam's father yeah that's jalil that's that is jalil okay but actually, at the, we we see at the end that he does ask for. I wanted to but cry through that part. Oh. That was heartbreaking. Oh my god! Okay, so let's we're going to we're yeah we're, we're in this. To, All right. we're going to talk about a thousand splendid uh, sun. I just so have I to just say have when to I told say, you right, part three it was hard. Is not for the weak of heart. Like honestly, no, warning, warning. Part three was the hardest part of the entire book. It was really hard. <laughs> I so cried and uh, I cried and I and I cried because while it is a story, I think that these are real stories too. Right. Like this might be a fictional story, but I think right. that's I these, think it these... was so realistic. It was. And it was I mean what these women went through. So Rashid ends up marrying uh Lalia. Yes. And yeah, so we left off in part right, two, right? So like, he had just taken her in at the end of part two. Part yep. three he falls in love with her. He thinks she's the most beautiful thing. And yeah. he's an old man and she's this and young she's only 14, 14 year old girl. And okay. he just thinks like, oh, this is great. I'm going to have this young wife. Yep. And you would think she would have been like, oh, no. But it was a weird time where like she really didn't have a lot of choice. She had nowhere she could go. She and she didn't just have lost her parents. Any protection. Like she- yeah. And then she's pretty sure she's pregnant with Tariq's child. Yeah, and so and that's why that was like important. her mother hormones just kind of kick in and be like, I need to do whatever to make sure this baby has a home. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, in where she lived, uh, you know, an unwed mother that she could be stoned. Or killed, right. And know? so she feels like if I marry him immediately, it could just be his kid. You know, it wouldn't be that weird but you saw how deceptive he is i'm i have no love for rashid uh, that was a hard character man i mean really they just made him to be such a disgusting human like you just he's hard to bear he was because remember she he took her in and we're thinking well we we already know that rashid is you know he's starting to physically abuse uh mariam um and so you know for him to be showing this kindness to to Layla, you're wondering why, right? Because remember, he didn't ask her immediately to marry him. He was he took care of her because she right. had just, you know, yeah. she was the only survivor of the 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 um the bomb that hit her home. Yeah. Her mom and father died. 
Uh, and so she was ill. He's taking care of all of the doctor's bill. But, so, uh, but I guess because she lived in a neighborhood, he knew about, um, he knew about what's the guys, Shanna, why am I drawing a blank? She, he knew about the guy she was seeing. What was oh, his Tariq. name? Tyreek. Thank you. So he kind of knew about Tyreek because you because remember he had the man come to the right. house and was like, oh, Tyreek died in the war or died somewhere. Yeah. That's when she decided to marry him. No, she I think before, it was it was. Oh, maybe you're right. OK, so that happened because he wanted yeah, to move so that along. It ends up. Yeah, he hires somebody to come in and tell her this whole long story about how he witnessed his death. And yes. she believes it because who would think this man was possible of hiring an actor to come in and describe the death? And he was just concerned, right, that there was something romantic going on. Because if you remember in part two, there was rumors yeah. going on. The two of them weren't yes. supposed to be seen together yes. anymore because... And they lived in the same neighborhood. Right. And so, so they, he would know. So he would know about the rumors yeah. and everything else. And he had asked her about it. And she was like, no, we were just really close friends. And yeah. so he was a very jealous guy, but he was like, okay, put an end to it. He marries her. Yeah. And the horrible thing is Miriam's like, you know, don't marry her. You know, I've been your wife for how many years? Like, I don't Goodness. want this. And yeah. he's just like, well, guess no what? Say. I don't really care. Like, you think you she actually had have no a choice say. here. Then yes. he tells her, you're basically going to treat her like the queen. You'll do all of her work and you can do her laundry and you will feed her and care for her. Meanwhile... Oh it's like, are you kidding me? She didn't want this woman here. And now he's like, and you're going to be her slave. And she is angry. So, of course, with, that, their well, relationship. I mean, <laughs> with all fairness, she has yes. every right to be angry. But I'm like, I'm like thinking, so their relationship is already set up to be this contentious relationship. Yeah. Layla is like, she's a 14-year-old girl. She's, you know, she's trying to make the, the best is, of the Marianne situation. And the could have been like a mother to her. And she, I think, needed that in that time. Yeah. But. With the but way how he she set was up, presented, yeah, the way yeah. he set up that household, it just wasn't no. like an environment where that could thrive. And he did it because he wanted another child, and and Miriam couldn't give him a child, right. so it was like, okay, well, let's get this fourteen-year-old girl, and that will be my and my another chance for me to have you know a child. And then he's excited because Layla turns out to be pregnant, right? You know? And he and thinks so it's his, and he thinks it's going to be a boy, and he's so happy. And yeah. everything seems to be going well for him and for her. Like, he treats her really well, and she seems okay. Um, yeah. She tries to make conversation with Miriam a couple times. It's just going nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. And then it kind of... Miriam all... pretty much tells her to stay away from her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, she does give her chores, and like, these are your chores, these are my chores. Now we never need to speak to each other. Yeah. Um, but it all falls apart, really, when um, Layla gives birth to a daughter, Yes. And Rashid, just, <laughs> he, was, he like, was like, they come home oh. from the hospital and Miriam immediately is like, okay, complete 360. Like, what just yes. happened? He comes yeah. in and like slams the door in her face while she's carrying the baby and the baby, bags and like, like everything like, else. And and it's just he like. such a cruel human being. Yep. Like, because she had a girl. Yeah. Like, wow. So then, so now her, 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 she's status. come down. Yeah. yeah. Her status is low now because she gave birth to a girl. But that actually was the bonded moment. Like they, that, that. Well, it's funny because and Miriam he, he let, he let Layla get away with murder really. I mean, yeah. in his household, she spoke to him very roughly during, after the baby is born, you know, yeah. um, 
quite a few times like she she said like snappy remarks to him and she was yelling yeah. at him there's a lot of arguing and fighting going on and yeah. he kind of allowed her to get away with a lot and he took out his aggression on miriam he would beat her yeah. to be like oh yeah. you put her up to this or you're putting these notions in her head or we're fighting yeah. because of you and he would just beat her to get yeah. out his anger instead of beating uh layla yeah but uh, then Layla steps in for Miriam. Yeah. Helps Miriam and we see a huge a change after that where he's just kind yeah. of like, I don't like either of you. But now we yeah. see <laughs> Layla and Miriam's relationship grow because Miriam is just yeah. like, nobody's ever done that for me before. Nobody ever stepped in and protected me. Nobody no. has ever saved me from anything. And yeah. this girl was... I think Miriam's like now in her 20s, right? She's about yeah. probably in her late 20s. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, no one has done anything for her. And that, but I think, you know, what was my favorite moment was when um, the baby uh, was crying. And I think Layla Miriam, was sleeping. Yes. Comes yeah, she's like, why do you want to, she's like, why would you want to, and the baby took, took to her. And yeah. she's like, why would you want to be with, like, why would you like me? You know? And yeah. Nobody like, likes oh. me. But, but you know what I think did. is interesting? And I wonder if that was the author's point was, um, her daughter was born out of wedlock, Aziza or whatever her name is. It's um, yeah. Aziza, yeah, yeah. yeah. and mm-hmm. so was Miriam. And these two had a special bond, and it was yeah. like, was that the point? Because they had the <laughs> same kind of like we were born out of wedlock. We would be looked down upon in society. Like the baby yeah. didn't know, and neither but did she Miriam. Didn't know but there that, was like yeah. that secret yeah. bond of like that, secret that bond, connection. Yeah. They would nap together, and just like yeah. such an interesting connection. And Miriam ends up giving her baby clothes, and really just taking to the baby. And they have such a sweet relationship as time goes on. And then, that, and then Miriam then does become like a mom to yeah. Layla, you yeah. know, and a grandma to Aziza or or. I can't remember her name now. Yeah. I really need to write down these names. I wrote it down, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't remember how they said it. They put an accent on things, Aziza or something. Yes. Um, but but she's but I love that you know that now they now they have this bond, and oh my goodness, so you think okay. It's going to be good, but then <laughs> they decide let's try and run away together to escape. I didn't get. Rashid. I didn't get that part. Yes, because why did that man turn on them? Because he said like he know. said he was going to do it, and she their lie seemed good. Like you know, like you know, my husband. Well, you know, he died. Gave, she gave him money to buy her ticket. You think that's what that's what? So he um, agreed to it because she was gonna. She couldn't buy the ticket for herself. It had to be right. a man to do it. So he hand, she hands him money and says, "Here, you know, we're gonna do this whole thing, and you're gonna buy me a ticket." I don't think he bought her a ticket. I think he took that money. He got tickets but he for was his there, family. But he was right because he was there with his family. Yep. Like he looked like a family man with his wife and his. And that's family. why they picked him. They thought he was safe. But yeah, so they try to run away, but they cannot go anywhere without a man because that's the new law. And yeah. so they find a man and they try to get him to work with them. And he turns them oh, into the authorities. He and does. He, he, they end up being brought back. And Lila tells them like, he is going to kill us. Like he's yeah. actually going to murder us if you yes. bring him us back there. Like, are but you really going to do no this? Right. And they were just no like, rights. "It's the law. It's the law. There's nothing we yep. can do." 
And yep. he brings them back. And that was like, I didn't even want to read the rest of the book. I just want to stop there because I was like, I can't endure whatever they're about to like walk into because you know yeah. how he you is and how horrible. Bad. And it yeah. was. It was so it was. awful. And I'm just not even going to relive that. So we're going to okay. just. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go past that because that one was, uh, he did beat the both of them. And he actually locked them up in a shed, if I'm not mistaken. So he locks Miriam up in the shed. and he locks them. He locks, yeah. Layla and the baby in another room and basically after beating them up yeah and, and he doesn't bring them food or water and she literally contemplates like I'm going to have to watch my baby die in front of me like yeah. it was just so sad it, it was, was hard. horrible it was um, hard but, but they make it past getting, that yeah she ends up getting pregnant again yes and she oh that was that was uh, a hard moment too oh, I wanted to turn because it off she, at that point too there yeah, so there's so many points where I was just sorry. like, I don't think I'm gonna finish this book. That's I don't like, think I can do it. Oh yeah, goodness, she contemplates like, like <laughs> giving herself Taking. an abortion almost. Yes. But I'm just like, yeah, yes. just imagine how she came up with that idea. We'll leave it at that. And yeah. she decides not to. But her not main to. reason was one because it was Rashid's child. She was just like, I could never love anything about him. So how could I love yes. this child? Yeah. So yeah. she was afraid she couldn't love a child, and she ends up she can't do it. No. And then because she's like, that's not. It wouldn't be the baby's fault. Right. You know? He was an like, innocent yeah. party, and she just innocent. felt like uh, there's a lot of a lot of innocent blood being shed during that time and she was just like am I like these people who just kill for sport like you know like she just couldn't so she allows him to to, it ends up being a boy she allows him to live but I honestly thought she was going to die in the process of giving birth to him oh my goodness I thought about all the hospitals were closed and then they only have a women's hospital hospital. but like there's nothing there they don't supply the women's hospital that whole no. scene where like they're washing the gloves and using them on each woman i was like Ugh. oh that idea goodness. was like sickening and there was no anesthesia for her she right. had and to she had have a c-section a c-section and she had to feel everything i had a c-section and didn't feel everything and i still thought wow that was a lot so i can't even imagine <laughs> oh my goodness. like really somebody cutting you open while you can feel it like and yes. she's just like, get my baby out. And I was like, yes. they're both going to die. Like, I thought the but baby what I, hurt. You know, what I loved was Miriam was like, Miriam said to her, how brave. You were such a brave, yeah. you know, and strong. Like, I love that she at the, like, like she acknowledged like that. Right. Like, you know, something a mother would do. Like, yeah, no, and I'm mom. so proud of you. And she like, was like right there that. with her face cheek to cheek with her and like held her. And yes, she yes. was just so like oh wonderful in that moment. And yeah. the bond the two of them shared was just like so amazing. But that was also, I think that was the place that she saw the man um, that had came to tell her that Tariq died. Was that where... Um, did she? That, oh, I didn't realize that. Did I miss that? Yeah. I thought she just oh, figured no, it no, out no, no, on no, her no. own. No, actually, it wasn't. It was when it. So further in the story. Well, before we get there, um, they're happy. Of course, you know, Rashid is very happy. He now has his boy, and he is like he and the boy bonds, and they're like you know father son. They have this, this. I always, I almost felt like. He the the son was kind of ruling the household at one yep. point, you know, like yep. he could say stuff to the to the ladies and it would be okay because yeah. the father wouldn't. Yeah, you he know, was he, like above them. Yeah, and the and way that, that he gave how, like special treatment to the boy and not to the girl was so sad. 
Well, I and I thought about that and I said, see, and this is how boys grow up to be men who follow that same yep. path, you yep. know, because that you see dad, how dad treats, you know, mom and his or treats the wives and, you know, then that's what he learns. And, and yeah. that's OK, because dad yeah. used to do and he and he loved his dad. Yeah. You know, he yeah, really he loved his dad. Him. Yeah. Um, and he figures but, out that Aziza is not his daughter and he says something to Layla at one point of just like yeah. you know you think you can trick me into this like I don't think she's even mine and yeah. you know Layla denies the whole thing but the baby looks nothing like him and she's yep. just like I'm pretty sure he she's not uh, like mine he like grilled her like what was yep. that relationship between you yep. and Tariq and yep. did y'all ever you know yep. and so but she did deny it so he couldn't prove that right. um, Aziza was not his. But it came to a point where they were, um, with all the war that was going on, that they could no longer support themselves. He, he didn't have a job. They were all, like, <laughs> starving to death, basically. Yes. I mean, it so had they, gotten so brutal. That so, they put Aziza in an orphanage. Right. Like they oh, had to, oh, that was another that was part hard. that just oh, my broke goodness. me. <laughs> yes, they bring Aziza to the orphanage, and they tell her, like, you have to stay here. Oh, this my is goodness. your school now. And it was just horrible because the little girl just like breaks down. She doesn't want to stay there. And then the mom no. can't handle saying goodbye and just like runs out of there, like ready to lose. Yeah. I couldn't even yeah. imagine. I, I don't know. And women couldn't travel by themselves. And then, of course, because Rashid doesn't really care about Aziza and doesn't think that that's his daughter, he doesn't go with her to the prison. I'm sorry, to the orphanage to visit her. Basically so she a prison has for babies. A, yeah. <laughs> she has a hard time going to see her every day because she promised I would see you. Yeah. But she did. But I loved her for it because she she would sometimes get beat and beat up by, yeah. the, you know, by the police. But she because was she so determined. Because she wasn't supposed to be on the street without her yeah, man. Without a, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But she tried so hard. Um, but there was a time that they were starving. This was right before they took um, Aziza to the orphanage and they had to make a phone call. Because remember, she was calling her dad yeah, to see if her Miriam dad would... was thought maybe her dad could help them out financially. Yes, yes. But I but it was there that um, Layla saw the same man who had told oh, okay. her. And she working there, like he worked there. He was the person that manned a phone or something like that. I think that's where she it clicked with her. That uh, okay. how, how is he doing this? But said that somehow he was I missed more that. With wow. It. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and so <laughs> I would guess I don't even know what, what would you say the climax of the story. I guess when Tariq came back, yeah. it was <laughs> like a breath of fresh Tariq... air for me. I was like, oh, thank goodness! Like, there's hope. No, there's no. hope because I just. <laughs> I couldn't take anymore. I was like, oh, thank goodness. But then it didn't get better. So it did not get so better. So Tariq comes sorry, and we're like, Shana. wait, he's alive. And then he's like, alive. You, like, that's when you realize that the whole story wasn't true. Like, at least for me, I didn't realize until that point. I'm like, oh, wait, he's alive. Like, I thought he was dead this whole time. And that's so Layla's just like, you know, spending time <sighs> talking to him. She's apologizing, like, I'm yeah. sorry, I thought you were dead, you know? And, and she tells him, she tells him that Aziza is his daughter. Yes, he, she says yeah. everything to him, so he knows. He and knows. then that night, Rashid And he comes doesn't home, blame her at all. And that little boy. Oh, that little boy? Oh, oh my I just want to smack him one. Like, are you oh kidding goodness. me? Yes, it's um, like, oh, some man Zalmai. was here. Yeah. Her <laughs> son, Zalmai, tells Rashid, yep. yeah, there was, uh, mommy was hanging out with a man. She was man. a friend. Yeah, they yes. hung out. In they were talking. Yeah. In our house. Yes. I'm just so. like, little boy. 
But he felt and, really bad. He realized he had messed up big time after he. But he said was it. only. I suspect he was like three or four. Yeah. It was, it's I so mean, hard I could, to hate that little three or four year old. Right the twins. Yeah. They would be like, um, so this is what happened today. Like, you mind your business. Yeah, daddy. There was a man that came over to see mommy. Yeah. <laughs> and they were they were downstairs talking, and Miriam wasn't in the room. No, nope, I was like, upstairs with her. Yeah. <laughs> Oh were, he was like, oh, oh, you were both in on it. So he takes yeah. Rush, uh, he takes Zalmai upstairs, and yep. Zalmai like, looks like he doesn't want to go because he feels he like something bad's going to happen, but yep. he goes because he has fear of his dad. Yes. And then all hell breaks loose. Oh and my goodness. And that's what we realized. Like, this is not going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> so so he starts off like beating on Layla and Miriam... To the point of almost killing her. Yeah, Miriam realizes she's gonna die. Like, he's not going to let her live. Yes, and he would have been okay. It would have been within his right to kill her. Yeah, he's allowed to do that. There's nothing against that, yeah. No. Especially because he was gonna say, oh, she, you know, tricked me into marriage and we have this kid. And, And I just really thought, if Layla had died at that point, Aziza would probably be stuck in the orphanage unless Tariq went and got her. Like, I don't know if he'd be allowed to, because what is his proof that that's his daughter? Like, would he have been able to I retrieve know. her? I don't know. And don't then Zalmai would have had only Rashid as a parent. Like, ugh. Oh my goodness! And you would have seen he would have been a little mini. Well, he was yep. he was in the he was in the making of being a little mini Rashid anyway. Yeah. But Miriam sees that he's about to kill her. And goes I out. Mean, he, she's literally like. Turning blue uh, and passing yes, out. Yeah. Yes. And he's still choking her. And so she goes out to the shed and gets a shovel and just like beats the life out of this man. Yeah. She until knocked him out. He's he was dead. dead. He's dead. And then that was <sighs> the end of that night. <laughs> I was. I gotta tell you, it was a tough part. Three was a tough book. I'm not laughing because it's yeah. funny, but I'm laughing because it was like, oh my goodness, that was a tough book. Yeah. So yeah. So um, Miriam kills Rashid, and so Layla's like, oh, let's leave. You know, we can just get out of here, take the kids, and just go. Yeah. Um, and Miriam's like, no, because then we'll both be on the run. Oh, I love Miriam. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. She always does the heart right. on her. You know what mm-hmm. I thought was unfair is that she says to Layla, I could never look, I could not watch Zalmai grow up without his father because I will always feel guilty. You know, yeah. I took his father away and I can never be okay with that. And I just felt like um, Rashid was going to take his mother away. Like, you know, like if you didn't yeah. do that, like he was going to lose a parent. You had to decide. Which parent was going to go? So I know, I just, but you could see the conscience on her because yeah. that would be hard because, you know, little boy is going to ask for his father and yeah. to know, like, you can never tell him that Miriam is the one that right. took your, took, took his life, yeah. you know? And, and I would see that the type of person she is, that that would be hard for her to live with. You yeah. know, I forgot that she said that that just shows you so much, um, the heart on Miriam. So Miriam turns, Miriam tells them to leave. Yeah, um, so she goes with Tyree. They go, get a, um, Aziza from the orphanage, and they yeah. leave. And she they turns go to Tariq's home. She turns herself in, and which now Layla can marry Tariq because of the fact yes. that her husband is dead. It's, yeah, she's a widow. Um, 
And the whole court system, the whole jail, oh the whole my thing. Goodness. I mean, first of all, the women's prison is filled with women who mostly ran away from their husbands because they were probably in similar abusive situations. Yeah. And they were sent to prison because Which of that. Which was horrible. And, and they, they had they children they described in prison. It. In a prison with them. Yeah, and there's no some toilet. Of them were born in there. Yeah. So you just think about the smell of what that must be like. They also don't the- feed the prisoners. The way the prisoners eat is that a family member or friend supports them by bringing food. So if yeah. you don't have anybody, then you're basically just going to starve Dead. to death in prison yeah. because yeah. you have no way of getting any food. Any food. Yeah. And I was just thinking of the stench because the, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm caught yeah. on the no toilet because yeah. it was just like. Yeah. Or it was just like a hole outside. Yeah. And that's where everybody went. And, you know, there's not something like how unsanitary it must be, how awful smelling it must be. Like, oh, my goodness. And the fact that Miriam was there. Yeah. But the judge was the judge was like, you know, I I feel you, but there's no witnesses. And, uh, you know, murder can't go unpunished. And and the thing is, she said she murdered him. I mean, she did explain that it was to save her daughter's yeah. life but but there was no witnesses yeah to there's support no witnesses her. it's just yeah. her word and a dead man and Layla's not there right because yeah. Layla left and so. she decided to not have any witnesses and, and one of the younger judges had said anyway he was like it wouldn't have mattered anyway because a woman's testimony isn't worth anything you need two women and he was like was there anybody else there she's like it was nighttime at my house who's gonna be there yeah. like no nobody and, was there I forgot he did say that, like you know, oh well, women are well, women will lie for each other, yeah. so you can't take a woman's right. testimony. Right, so he would, she would have needed another person anyway. She would have needed a man. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, but why would there be man. another man in their house? You know, so like that would have yeah. just made the whole thing really suspicious. But uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, <it's>, uh, <laughs> um, so they end so up she's giving her the death, death sentence. Yeah, yep. which is and she's executed. Yeah, and. Oh my! So that made me cry yeah, right there. Was, I was like I'm really like, hoping against hope that she wasn't gonna like live, but no, nope, it was not to be. But but I love she gave her life for them. You know what I yep. mean? Like they could have tried to go on a run, but actually I don't actually because Tariq was there and maybe Tariq could have. You know, but I think she was probably she like, wanted those children to have a real life she wanted Layla to have a real family and she knew she could give that to them and it really just made me think of that like verse where it's like no greater love had the man that he laid down his life for his brother and it's like you saw that in Miriam it was like she had such love for Layla and for Aziza especially too like that was her you know everything that little girl and so like she was gonna do whatever it took to make sure they were safe and happy and that meant giving her life for it and I just really look at her life like what was the point of her life like it was just sad from start to finish and we'll see later because Layla ends up going back to her childhood home and we see we don't really get that like information in part one about her home doesn't talk that much about it you're kind of just meeting her mom and dad as characters but as Layla goes back we see the house is like nothing like the chicken coop like she lived in like a like a darn near a chicken coop it was tiny it was like a one room and they slept right there with the table right there and the stove right there like it was all right there 
and it was a nothing and that's how she spent the first 15 years of her life living in this tiny hut with a mother who constantly was negative and putting her down but you know one thing um one thing that Miriam did say before well I think she thought about it while she was in prison like Jalil had came to visit her at one time in her life her her, her biological dad and um she wished she had forgiven she wished him. she had seen and forgiven him because she's like yeah. you know looking at life now and yeah. putting you know in the grand scheme of things she do wish that she did speak to him yeah you know i think and she I has kind a better of wish i hate that she didn't get it too, which is so funny because how many of us don't appreciate our moms until we're grown up and we're married and, and we have, have our, our own, own families children. and we just yeah. look like Wow. Okay. Like my mom did a lot, you know, like it was not easy and this is what life gave her. I don't know. Yeah. I could definitely resonate with that one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I could too. And you, but you know, you don't get that, that wisdom until, you know, years later, you know? And so, so you as when you, you as the mom have to kind of wait to your children get to that stage to feel that, to understand that. But Miriam doesn't get that, you know, she doesn't. But what's beautiful is that um, Layla does. Yeah. Like all the all the things that I don't know, it's like that reward afterwards. Like, you know, it's like all the things about Miriam, the love that the love that she always wanted. You know, she actually did get in even in her thing. Miriam had always wanted love and then she saw she got it in Layla and Aziza. And when you think about it, Miriam got, I mean, let's, um, let's make all things, I don't want to say all things being equal, but Miriam had a, even in the midst of all that ugliness, she did experience real love, Yeah, you know, the love and being able to be a mother and give love, you know, to a mother and be a grandmother. And even in her death, right, because... Um, even in her death, she was still able to give because um, I forgot his name, but he gave her the letter. He gave Layla the letter for um, that Jalil had wrote Miriam. Yeah, the her old teacher held yes. on to it and he had passed away. So he gave it to the son. son and yes. then she ends up getting this letter that Jalil, Miriam's dad had written. And I it wish. just breaks your heart. It I was such, cried there it was, too. You know, it was the... It was asking he, for, for, not even for forgiveness. He doesn't. He says he doesn't deserve it. But just the confessions of a dying man, kind of. And yep, you just feel for him. You're like, he messed up. And he has spent the rest of his life dealing with what he's done. It. And he says, you know, oh, I have, I'm dying, what the doctor says, from a weak heart. And he's like, what a fitting death for me. And you're just mm. like, wow. Like, he saw yeah. himself in it. He did. And he, and said, and he gives too. her the film Pinocchio. Yes, I remember, and I remember Pinocchio because that's, that's the one she wanted to, to see for see her Pinocchio birthday. with her dad and her siblings. And that was what started everything, yeah. right? That was what, that was like the, the, the <laughs> wanting to go to the movie with her siblings to see Pinocchio. And so he gives her that and it's just like. And I Ugh. hate that she didn't get a chance to see it because he, I think that's what he had brought to her when he went to visit her. Yeah. And she and wouldn't she open the letter. Yep. And so and she sent it back. Yep. Yeah. 
But I love that. Oh, I cried there too because I'm like, oh, how much Miriam would have loved to hear that and yeah. have read that herself. To know how you know, much to know how much her he dad was sorry. Loved her. Like he just, yeah, he loved her he and really. he's, he's regretted that choice over and over. And yeah. I mean, he had a he had it hard too. He lost so many of his children to the war and his wife and like there was so much death and he said you know it's like sorrow has not been you know like it's touched me also and he's been through so much so he did not have an easy life things did not go good for him and that regret of giving her away just really haunted him yes but you just kind of get to see that and like we i'm glad that the author actually included that you know like to see that he would confess that, yeah. and, you know, to her. But um, I wish Miriam would have gotten to see that. Yeah. But it, but in that letter, he also left money for her too, and right. that was money that Layla and um, Tyreek end up giving to like the orphanage, and they yeah, do they so took much over for the, the community. Orphanage. Yeah, yes. and they bought the orphanage. Yeah, and they end up fixing it up and yeah. um, taking care of. Yeah, because yeah. at first she wanted to leave, but then. Then she asked Tariq, would it be okay if we stayed, yeah. you know? And I thought that was interesting, too. Like, you know, to stay, even though our country is horrible, yeah. let's stay and be of help to those that we can help. Yeah. And especially, like, the, the children who needed that help. And I, I saw the author. I got a, a, a idea that the author... That was something that was important that he would have included that in the story because you know any other story would be like oh let's go to America yeah, you know <laughs> yeah and live happily ever after yeah. in America but no he did not do that he yep. was like he let them stay and let's give back to our community let's you know let's um, take care of the kids and we that see are in this orphanage kids, which a lot of them did not have parents at all because of what was going on and like. Yeah. Layla coming in and they all just clinging to her and needing that touch and that love and that mom. And she was able yeah. to be there for how many kids. And it was amazing. Yeah. And the fact that Tariq was okay too with, you know, being a part of that and giving back and, yep. and doing that. So there was a, there was that good ending. <laughs> I mean, it ended on a happy note, but you don't really feel it after going through so much. You're just like traumatized. Yeah. That's the word actually. Yeah. So it was a happy ish ending because you're just like, I'm so overwhelmed right now. <laughs> Anything that was like a, a little bone to toss us yeah. because you have to even cried over all the things of the, you know, um, Miriam going to prison, dying, you know, <laughs> like, it was so, but, much. but it wasn't in vain. You know, and and you had mentioned something too, Shanna. You had mentioned a point where a lot of times they were quoting things from the Quran, and you had said something. Yeah, I was so surprised. Know, like, Miriam especially because she had had that tutor growing up, and he had taught yes. her so much of the Quran. And I don't remember exactly what verses, but throughout the book, she quotes verses from the Quran, and she'll say it was from the Quran. But yeah. if she didn't say that, I would have thought she was quoting the Bible. Like yeah. I was really surprised how many references that she made that I was like, that sounds like it could have come from the Bible. Just yeah. even just like, you know, like, you know, our, our ways are planned and God is in control and not that it said that, but it was to that effect of just like, you know, nothing is out of his control and all, th- you know, basically everything works together to those who love God 
And yeah. it was a lot of that kind of like ideas. And I was really surprised because I don't know that much about the Quran. So I was just surprised how many similarities it had to the Bible. I think it, there's a lot of, if, when, if we were to look at the religions, different religions out there, there's always a piece of, you know, pieces of Christianity. They're just missing mm -hmm. the biggest piece, yeah. you know, um, that redemption and yeah. through Christ, it, it, it misses that piece. But a lot of the other things are there yeah. you know, that speak to the nature of God. But I, I, I did, I think even, I think it had mentioned that she, that Miriam was teaching like Aziza, um, like she was teaching her yeah. some of the things from the Quran also. Yeah. Cause I the think prayers Miriam, and stuff. Yeah. Or actually Rashid was teach, was teaching his son that because remember, Oh, Remember, I thought that the little boy was not going to like Tariq. Well, he didn't like Tariq because yeah. he kept asking for his dad. He's like, yeah. "Where's dad?" Because she didn't want to tell him that dad was dead. She, she told him he went like, away. Yeah, he went away. And but you know, his dad used, which is so amazing to me. But his dad would read him his Bible verses at night, or yep. you know, yep. and I'm like, "How do you do that? How can you? It's like how can you have so much hatred in your heart?" And be like, oh, but, let's, read know, the but the let's read the, the Bible. But let's read the Bible. I can yeah. never get that. Oh, I just can't get that. But you could see how if if Rashid, it you could see why if if you could see how if Rashid did um, live, that his son would have probably ended up being the same type. Yeah, of person he would have been too. evil. So thankfully, like the words of the Bible means nothing. We can read it and chant it and say it. It goes yep. back to that, like what we were saying of the heart. You know, God wants the heart. Yeah. You know, it's not just the sacrifices. And that's you know, the problem. The even thing. that, like the Pharisees were called out for in the Bible. You know, you have that that story of the Pharisee who was like loudly praying and lifting up hands yeah. and putting on a whole show as he prayed. And Jesus was like, uh, yeah. they already got their reward. And then, you know? then the other guy is like, his head is bowed and he's quietly yep. mumbling and, you know, no, not putting on a show. And it's just like, yep. yeah, that's, Jesus that's the like, prayer he that's hears. The prayer. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. like, it's not about he's like, the, the other guy already got his. Yeah. 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 But I think I think that it made me think about that. I was as I was reading that story, it, as this story, just how you know people can read the Bible and read these things about God and just still be cold, yeah, because and heartless because it doesn't yep. mean anything. It's just words yep. to them. But I don't know. It was it it made you think. It was a hard book. Yeah. Um. It was a hard book, and I guess some of the ideas I, or themes in there was, I don't know, what would you say? <laughs> it was a theme of... Survival. <laughs> absolutely. Ugh. Survival of inequality between men and women. Oh, yeah. But it know. was a love that you didn't expect, you know? It wasn't like a love between a man and a woman, like that kind of love. No. It was this sisterly mother-daughter bond yes. that was just really like I don't that know. transcended all yeah like they weren't really family but they no. were family and they were know? brought together in very inconvenient ways you know it's yes just, the whole thing was just uh, yeah i mean and think i guess miriam if you you know and thinking back while she was in prison and she had a she got more out of life than she ever thought she would. Yeah. You know, especially after knowing like she wouldn't be able to have kids, have her own kids. Yeah. But then, you know, having Layla and then Aziza and then the little boy, you know, like she had a little family. Yeah. Um, that 
could love her and probably bring some kind of joy to her life throughout the day. Uh, you know, take a Rashid out of the picture, it would have been a, a okay life. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you know? He just made it so miserable. They just dreaded his coming home every night. Like, how sad. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, as we were in our pre, pre-talk, <laughs> it made me want to pray more. I have been praying more for the people that are in Afghanistan because while yeah. this may have been fiction, I suspect many of these stories are probably things that have happened. Yeah. You know, to people. But it but but it was also a love story. You know, there is the love story of Tariq and and Layla cuz yeah. Tariq really did love Layla. Yeah, no, they did that. love each other. And he went through some hard stuff cuz I think at one point he was in prison too yeah. for a while. Yeah. But he 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 did love her, and she really did love him. And I, I I'm glad that they got together. They were put together, and he was okay with raising, you know, her children. Her yeah. children. Well, Aziza, of course, was is technically his, but, his. Yes, yeah. But raising the little boy. Yeah. I, and they, and even they had started to bond. Yeah, you know, they give you little too. glimpses into how they were connecting. I suspect that Aziza was probably was she like ten at the end yeah, of the book, and the little I boy was so. like maybe six. Yeah, something like six that. Six and ten, but um, and you could see the type of man, you would assume because of the type of man that um, Tariq is, that the little boy probably would turn out a little bit different. Yeah, you know, than if he had stayed under the tutelage of Rashid. And we find out they're expecting another baby. Oh, that's true. Yes, and I if it's going to be that. a girl, they're going to name it Miriam. Mir- of course. Come on. <laughs> and, course. and the little boy, Zalmai, was like, if it's a boy, I want to name it Clark after Clark Kent, the Superman. And they were like, you cannot name an Arab child Clark. <laughs> He's like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Are you glad you read it? I am. I am. Okay. I, I don't know that I've ever read a book that difficult before, to be honest. I don't know if I've just kind of shied away from it because I'm like, that's too overwhelming. But yeah. I feel like it definitely gave me a lot more insight into the culture and yeah. traditions and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was my third read. But I space it out because it's a hard read. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very hard read. Yeah. And, but he writes very, he's a very good storyteller. He I is. Mean, he really is a very good storyteller. Um, the Kite Runner is his uh, his other best-selling book. That one's tough. I might have also. to uh, space that one out. <laughs> yeah, we have to maybe wait like six months to a year. Yeah. <laughs> to maybe uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> Six we'll, to three. We'll see when six I'm ready three, again. Six months to three years. Because <laughs> that one is a t- it's a very good story. He has another one too. I have all three of his books. He hasn't come out with anything, um, but they're like that. You know, they're t- they're very hard reads, very emotional, very emotional. So I am looking forward to. We talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast, but. Whatever book you choose, I we we're hoping it's a light one. Okay. We can't do too hard yes. back to yes. back stories. Do you want me to give you my list now? Yes, okay. Leslie. Yes, right. yes, yes. So the big drum roll moment. Yep. 
<laughs> All right, so one of the first books I was thinking about, I've read it, but not in a long time, The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh. So that's kind of more an adventure story. It is. Uh-huh. Um, I've never read the book, but I've watched a movie, and the okay. movie is great. Yeah, the book is really good. Okay, so maybe we should do that one. But um, the other one that I've never read but I've heard is great is The Great Gatsby. <gasps> Are you interested I'm... in that? Or you read it? I read it? that. Oh, okay. All right. Recently, but I would read it again. Yeah. Because, again, the first time you read something... Yeah. That was good. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, um, go. <laughs> another one that I've, I've already read, but it's been a while, is Les Miserables. Oh, I've never read it. I did go to the play, and I hated the play. Oh, but so that's because might... I don't but this like is kind all of, the musicals. I feel like it's kind of... Oh, you don't? I like. I have to like this all the songs. Oh. I have to like 90% of the songs. I like so, the songs. So, and I didn't know that there would be no speaking. I need... I need dialogue. Oh, yeah. It was like all, everything yeah. was sung. So oh. it was not a good experience. Yeah. The only reason I think maybe hold off on this one, because it's kind of a depressing story. So maybe okay. hold off on Yeah. This oh, no. Please. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Um, okay. And then another one that I was thinking of that I haven't read in a while was called Runaway Jury. And oh, I it's saw actually, it. Is that the one that's the movie? It There is a movie. Yep. Um, oh, I didn't know that was a book. Yeah. Uh, it's really good, and I haven't read it in a long time. Yeah, so that's hmm. an idea. I'm torn now. So, what was the first one again? Because I can't. Oh, Count the Monte Cristo. Oh, I'm torn. Oh, can we do the Gatsby, the Great Gatsby? All right, let's do it. I've never read it, so this will be my first time reading it. Oh, good. It was okay. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm glad I I let you help me decide because I was like I don't know what to pick. I had like a list going and I was like I just kept adding books to it and I was like this is not good. <laughs> um, I would like to do the Count of Monte Cristo too, but I know it's a long a longer book. Yeah. It's a very long book. Um, and also Les Miserables is also a really long book, like really yeah. long. It's a giant book. <laughs> And that one, it does have sadness in there, right? It's, yeah, really sad. Yeah. We need a lighter. Yeah, um, a lighter I agree. Touch. Runaway the Jury Great... is a shorter book. I think you're going to love The Great Gatsby. Oh. I would, uh, is Runaway, so what, what category would you put Runaway Jury in? It actually takes place in a courtroom, and I don't know, so. Is it like the movie? With yes. Nicolas ex- Cage? Oh, Nicolas Cage And Gene Hackman? Was it Nicolas Cage? I know Gene Hackman was in it. Uh, maybe. I, it was, I haven't watched. Oh, not Nicolas. Not Nicolas Cage. Um, I get them mixed up. J- um, John Cusack. Yes. Yes. I think and Demi so, Moore. Yeah, I and think Demi so. Moore, I right? So. John Cusack. I haven't Demi watched Moore. it in so long. Me too. But the, okay. the topic is different. Like what they what the what they are talking about and I yeah. can't remember. I feel like it was about cigarettes maybe. Is that what the movie's about? I don't remember. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Okay. Well, whatever it is, the book picks a different topic than the movie, but it's the same okay. concept. The same concept. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, can we do Great Gaps? I think the Great yeah. Gaps. Okay. Let's Only do it. because I think, I think you'll like it too. <laughs> I mean, it's I not my list that it's I wanted to read. So. Okay. Good. And I love that it's on Long Island. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> or you know the the location is Long yeah. Island and Queens. So I was like, oh hey, shout out to Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay, okay. yay. So we okay, have that great guessing. Out. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So that was it easy. Not, good. I'm it's, glad you it's helped not me. A, thank you for letting me be a part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it feel good. So. We will start. We'll probably do half half the book. Okay. Because it's not a, it's not a long book. Okay. So we could break it up into twos, into okay. two pieces. So we we'll do right. half and then half. Sounds good. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to talk about it. Okay. Um, would you say? And I guess you know what? Um, because we're a little bit over on time, so think about for next podcast. Like, I'd, I'd like us to think about like the comparing the different women because we've read a few books now and just kind of talking about the different women the different characters that we've met in these okay. stories yeah you know, definitely these women's lives i would love to just kind of compare their lives yeah. and all right so when i'm reading i'll be thinking about that me too okay so, um so next week might be a rambling <laughs> in so addition bear with to, us. <laughs> in addition to reading but um I, i'd love to just kind but of but if you're listening to this that's what you signed up for <laughs> exactly we're called readings and rambling so we I, I think we've been trying to be nice and not do too much rambling but we ramble like pre pre-podcast <laughs> we <laughs> try to get it out of on our the system <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay to ramble because it's called readings and rambling <laughs> But we've read a lot of we've read a lot of stories with these amazing women or not so amazing women, and yeah. I would love to just kind of talk about them, um, including some of the ones we've talked about in the Bible. Yeah. Oh, that should be a nice. Oh, that'll one. be good. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so that we don't kill you, because like uh, we're like an hour and fifteen minutes in, so All right. we are going to say bye. All right, and thank you for listening thus far. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> All bye. Right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.